Okay, so in this episode, we have Mitch Lalone from Soundwave Rentals. He was my first work husband before Christian came along, and he is an amazing DJ. He was our DJ as well <laughs> for our wedding. He's done so many weddings with us, and he's one of my favorite DJs to work with because he understands all my equipment. He's very popular around the Sudbury, Ontario, and he travels worldwide. Our podcast also takes a little bit of an unexpected turn at one point. If you want to listen to us through your car on the way to work, we have audio format and we also have it in video on YouTube if you guys want to absorb it that way. <laughs> you got to watch this episode. It's well worth it. I think so too. <laughs> Get into it. Okay, so tonight we have Mitch Lalonde. He is the owner and operator of Soundwave Rentals. Mitch, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, uh, well, my name is Michel Allon, a lifelong uh, resident of the city of Greater Sudbury. Started uh, Soundwave Rentals six years ago. Uh, kind of fell into it almost by accident. Uh, I've been playing drums for about 17 years at this point. And at the time, I had just collected an, uh, an array of uh, audio equipment to use with my bands. I decided maybe it was time to start renting some of that equipment to uh, to help kind of fund the uh, the habit of buying musical gear um, and started renting out to DJs and realized that uh, Subway deserved a little bit better than some of the quality that existed out there. Uh, did my research, uh, joined the Canadian Professional Disc Jockey Association, the CPDGA for short, uh, became a member in 2015 and since then have DJed over 120 weddings, uh, 250 events, and I look forward to uh, continuing my business for years to come. Including our event, our wedding this year. Of course. of course. You did good. Last year. You Thank did you. real good. I got great reviews by you, Mitch. Yeah. My whole family loved you. Thank I, you. I think it was I think it was the Frenchness, right? Something to do with French families. I, as soon as you spoke, I think they just kinda hit home with how French you kinda sound from Quebec French, I guess. Anybody French would understand what I'm talking about right now. C'est le côté francophone du nord de l'Ontario que surprend surtout du monde à des temps. C'est ça. C'est ça. Okay, so to get back to our topic, um, have you noticed any differences with how you're going about doing your job? Like what I mean by that is Sean and I were thinking in regards to the microphones. When people are doing speeches, I mean, do you have to disinfect the mics? Are you bringing several mics? Is that an issue you even run into? Or is there anything like that that, that you've run into since COVID weddings started? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's one of those things, uh, having been shut down by the government uh, last March until about July, uh, it gave plenty of time to try to figure out what do I need to do once things are allowed to reopen and what is the DJ, uh, DJing a, a wedding or any event is going to look like at that point. Uh, thankfully, being part of the CPDGA and also the Canadian uh, Dish Jockey Association, so the CDGA, uh, I was able to kind of connect with other DJs that were encountering the same questions, like how do we proceed for this? And mic sanitation was one of the big, big things because uh, it's it's not really practical be, to be able to clean a microphone after every single use, um, just because of the number, like the way the technology works. You got to give it time to dry up, and most weddings end up having multiple speeches. So they created this little thing, uh, and I don't have uh, one with me right now, but it's basically a microphone cover. It's actually called a microphone con a condom, but it's a little kind of felt plasticky cover that goes right over the head of the microphone here. Um, so the nice thing is after every single time somebody uses it, 
then you're just basically pulling that cover off and putting the next one on for the next person to use. Of course, having multiple microphones is also another option. Uh, I am thankful to be able to have two wireless microphones, so typically I'll use one. Uh, wait, 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 wait. We gotta me. stop it. We gotta stop because Shauna can't handle herself. She's in grade four. Hold on. We're gonna let her get it out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she can't say anything that has to do with mic condoms around Shauna. She can't handle mic well, condoms. Well, then he's talking about the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. We're gonna give her a moment to collect herself. This was good. Yeah, it, it's okay because it gives me it gives me a chance to actually get this. This is going to be a great clip for afterwards. I'm going to show you how to put on a condom. <laughs> yes. Yes. This is going to be great. This is going to go viral. <laughs> Actually, because of these, they won't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my Even better. And we're, in the, we're, in the, we're talking about a pandemic and viruses. And here we are also uh, condoming our I'm mics. So appropriate. <laughs> Quite appropriate. Okay. So don't forget okay. to rip so the wrapper or not. Show us how to put a condom onto our mic, um, <laughs> Mitch. This is this is this is, a whole podcast has gone in a different direction than I had planned. This is not the way we had this all planned out. I, I gotta find some scissors because I can't get the wrapper open. Don't you just hate when that happens? Story of your life. <laughs> you know when you're when you're struggling and you just can't get it open. <laughs> come on, come on, <laughs> just rip, damn it. So, okay, now that we can get back on track, so the the ones that I purchased here are, are essentially, uh, it's not a very expensive uh, device, but it's basically just this nylon, very uh, tightly woven, and it just goes over the microphone like this. So the whole idea behind it is, it's just gonna help, uh, help protect the microphone for any kind of spit and spittle, because as we know, COVID uh, can be transmitted by water droplets. Uh, the other kind of part of it, so again, I would take this off uh, after every speech. At the end of every event, then I'd bring my microphones home, make sure I take all the components apart and then sanitize them uh, from there. The other nice thing too is I know for a lot of people, they feel like they have to take their masks off when speaking to a microphone. Uh, so we've noticed that uh, anybody who's been watching uh, the premier's announcements or any government announcements, you'll see that sometimes they take their mask off to get in front of a microphone. As somebody who's worked with microphones for a long time, you don't need to do that. So if somebody did feel more comfortable keeping a, mic, uh, a mask on as they're speaking into the microphone, there's actually no issue with doing that. It's just on the DJ side or the sound technician side, you have to be a little bit more creative uh, with ensuring that your levels are adequate so that you're getting a good quality sound that's coming through. Uh, but I, I've done some testing myself and I, I haven't found a real big difference. But if for those who decide, nope, I'm not going to wear a mask while speaking on the microphones, these definitely come in handy. And nice thing is they come in packs of literally hundreds. So yes, it's it's an extra expense, but that's the lengths that we're looking into going to right now to ensure that our clients feel safe using our services for their weddings. Mitch, do you offer COVID packages with your for the wedding? So going into 2020, knowing that a lot of my clients decided to postpone to a future year, either 2021 or 2022, or outright cancel their uh, their services with us, I knew that in order to at least have some level of sustainability to help pay the bills for 2020, I'd have to adapt to the situation. Um, it kind of fell into it by accident. It was just somebody that reached out to me and said, hey, do you offer anything that is ceremony only? And in all honesty, in the last five years, 
that hasn't been an option. Typically, if I'm booking services, I'm booking for a full day worth of events. Um, with COVID, obviously, we've seen the uh, landscape change with that. So I offered a ceremony only package this uh, back in 2020. I am looking into the option with 2021. It's, it's kind of hard to jump the gun with that because we don't know at to what level weddings are going to return. Are we going to have dancing like we did before? Is it going to be similar to 2020 where there's going to be a lot of ceremonies, possibly a dinner, and that'll be the extent of it? So what I like going is is with the flow. So we're going to see how, how the year progresses. Um, when it comes to my package, though, essentially it would be about 45 minutes of music prior to the ceremony, the 20, 30 minutes of a ceremony, which seems to be average these days uh, for ceremony length, and then a half a music, uh, half an hour of music after the ceremony until the crowds basically have uh, dispersed and made their way home for the day. There's obviously not a lot of dances. We've noticed, at least with our weddings this year, not a lot of dances going into the night. Obviously, we've seen like Having the mother, uh, the mother son dance, the the father daughter dance, uh, the first dance. Sometimes even if there's a baby involved or a, a small child, you know, having a little family dance, we've seen that, and then it kind of shuts down. So has that changed costs on your end in regards to being an advantage for people? trying to get married in the pandemic? Like, is that going to be an advantage to them looking into their DJs? Is that something they might see across the board? Uh, absolutely. I can't speak for everybody else in the industry, but if I'm not working a 12-hour day like I typically would any other year, of course, the cost is not going to be uh, the same as what it was. Packages have been simplified. Uh, the very few instances where I have gone further into an evening, uh, because of the restrictions in Ontario uh, when it comes to dancing, I mean, people had to s stay six feet apart. So some halls even uh, basically implemented, no, there is no dancing. Others, because they're outdoor venues, said you have to keep your distance apart. In that case, it's a little safer. Um, I do a lot of packages with dance lighting. Well, you don't need dance lighting if there's no dancing. So a lot of those things will factor into a co uh, the cost of an evening. So how, how extravagant you want the lighting to be and what the duration is. And on average this summer, I was working about two hours uh, in events compared to previous years where it would be 10 hours of actual DJ services in a day. And I think any really advantage to save brides money is going to be massive value because i remember when we were planning our wedding i mean there's a lot of random costs you don't realize when you're getting into it i know you probably had a better idea on that than i did but when we started adding up all the little things i think taylor brought it up last time all those little like insurance costs and those things you don't plan for that ended up adding up at the end so i i was just like i really try to pound into uh this podcast the idea that uh, you could save money during this time as as weird of a time as it is to get married it forces you to maybe narrow down that gap of how many people you're going to have at your wedding uh, not saying that some people are not important but it narrows down the gap of who really means something to your immediate life right. who's really really important to you those are the people that are going to be there uh, everybody else you know will be there to celebrate with you once this pandemic lifts and that kind of segues into the next thing I was going to ask you, Mitch. Have you noticed anybody, because we've got a few couples this year that did get married with a smaller kind of, um, I want to call it venue, just a smaller crowd of people. And then maybe they're planning 
let's say two years from now or in a year from now when everything lifts, hopefully when everything lifts. Like a big shabam. Yeah, to have just a big bash, right? Just to throw a big party and, and do the wedding over again properly the way that they wanted to do it originally. I, I've had a few clients that that's essentially what it was. Um, uh, that they they said, we're going to get the ceremony done this year because the date is of importance. There's there's a significance behind the date. That's why we picked it. And we don't want to push it forward another year. However, we'd still like to get everybody back together, especially when everything lists with the pandemic. And even more so because we haven't gotten to be together with our friends and family in such a long time. So it's going to be an even bigger cause for celebration. So I have had some clients that reached out and said, what happens if I just want you to do the ceremony this year and then next year we're going to, or the year after, we're going to want to hire you on uh, to do an after party. There's no problem with that. Only recommendation I would put out there for anybody looking into doing that is look into a Friday or a Sunday uh, celebration. And there's a few key reasons for that. When booking uh, a venue in the primary seasons, you're going to have a harder time getting in. Uh, especially with the delays we've seen with so many weddings over the last couple of years, it's going to be harder to get your your venue venue booked up. The other thing is some um, vendors will offer you a discount for being on those off-peak days. I know for myself, if somebody contacts me for a Friday or a Sunday, a lot of times it's a shorter duration. So again, we're falling back into the pricing schemes will be a little bit different for that. Uh, Brunch weddings has also been something that's been popularized, uh, especially down south. So if you decided, hey, I want to have a party, do it on Sunday. Do it at a hall. You'll probably get a discounted rate. You'll be able to have a, a, a wicked brunch out of it. And then everybody can actually leave probably by 3, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You can still have the dances. You can still have the party. You can still have the food. Uh, but but you're looking at a few different avenues on how you can proceed with things. Okay, this is really cool because I'm going to switch things up here. Instead of asking you a question, I'm actually going to throw Shauna off and ask her. Because what you're tying into is very important, I think. The whole idea of a Friday and a Sunday booking, that changes things, right? I mean, we're much more available when it comes to Fridays and Sundays. So how does that work on on the photographer end of things, or at least with with us? Well, with us, I mean, our packages are packages. It depends if, you know, it's for two hours, for six hours, 10 hours, 12 12 hours, uh, depending on what you're looking for. If you're just looking for photographs, if you're looking just for video, if you're looking for... You know, we do come as a combined package. Sometimes we have separated, um, depending on the circumstances. Like a Sunday or a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> right? That'd be a good time to separate us. And, uh, you know, there is a discounted rate for, for us, too, on those dates because Saturdays are definitely, like, a huge... It's just a huge opening. Yeah. I mean... We're not normally going to make a lot of money on a wedding on a Sunday, just like you. So I remember, Mitch, we had a a gig going every Monday, right? And that was gold. I mean, you and I don't work Mondays. There's not a lot of video services going out there or or DJ events on a Monday, right? So that was something that was a huge advantage for us to pick up. Well, that's and that's one thing. I mean, working in this industry, there are specific days of the week that are going to be in higher demand. And Saturdays for weddings has always been 
uh, one of those big demo, uh, big days where people decide to get married. I got married on a Friday. It uh, it didn't bother me anymore to do that. And I understand different circumstances mean uh, different proceedings when it comes to events. It's like the weddings right now. For some, they want the 250 guests. They want the large hall. They want the dancing going in, into the evening. If you want that, you're probably going to have to wait at this point. But if you were already looking for the smaller, more intimate wedding, this is almost an ideal time. Because when you have restrictions of 40 to 50 to 60 people, depending if this year is going to be the same as last, yes, you can cut down your list. You can cut down your costs. And if you were looking for a smaller wedding, it is still extremely doable at this point. However, if you were looking to have a more extended family in that uh, coming in, then unfortunately, I, I hate to say it, but I don't foresee 2021 being your year. Yeah. So we started um, advertising on our page that um, we're starting this podcast. So we started asking, you know, if people had questions. So one of our comments from Lynn O, uh, she asked, um, you know, she hasn't started booking anything yet. So, but like how far in advance are you booking? So I, I typically on any given year will go a year to two years ahead of time. So if I look at my 2021, for example, uh, last I counted, I have 24 weddings booked. In an average year, I'll have 20 to 25 weddings a year. I'm a single operator. So it's when you're dealing with my company, you're dealing with me and me alone. I don't have any employees. I don't have any anybody else working for me. Uh, if I look into my 2022, I'm at about a dozen weddings booked uh, as of today, and we are February the second, uh, as uh, as we're recording this, that's basically my typical year. Uh, I I will see mostly as we get closer towards the year end, about ten months to sixteen months away from a date. That's when my bookings seem to start going up. With COVID right now, I can say that there's been a bit of a slowdown. There's been a bit of a delay where people seem hesitant. They want to know the information, the packages, the prices. They're not really ready to essentially book that date as of yet. Part of me would say it, it is important if you feel like that's going to be the date that it's it's good to get in on there early to make sure you have your deposits down, to make sure you have the vendors of choice. But I completely sympathize and respect the hesitancy at the same time, because the reality is we don't know what things are going to look like in a year from now. It'd be great to have the ma magical answer to be able to do that. That being said, something I've done to work with my clients is if they've paid their deposit for a date, or I call it the retainer fee, because essentially they're retaining my services for that date. What I've done is if, if the wedding has to be canceled because of COVID or postponed, I will more than happily rebook their date provided I am available for that. So the nice thing is because I only book a year ahead of time, if we're coming up, let's say to May of this year, where I've already had a few cancellations and postponements to push it towards 2021, or 2022, sorry, I still have multiple available dates. So I've been able to coordinate with those clients. That being said, if, if there's a little bit too much hesitancy on wanting to pull the plug at the wedding, there is the risk that I may be booked on, on a future date. Um, so it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's a catch 22. You're almost, you're doomed. If you do, you're doomed. If you don't, I wish I had a clearer answer for everybody out there, but unfortunately we're kind of going through the same thing ourselves right now as, as vendors wanting to provide the best advice we can and the best support, but ourselves, our hands being tied because unfortunately we just don't know what's going on in the world. 
I know sometimes people think that we have like, you know, the inside scoop of what's going on. And unfortunately we don't, we don't have any answers. Like I don't know when I can rebook to do a certain session. Like I not only do I photograph weddings, but like I have newborns and maternities and year packages. Some of these are like prepaid for, and I have no answers until Mr. Doug Ford decides to make an announcement and hopefully it's this week so that we know what's going on for next week. If we can start working, you know, as of February 11th, I would love to know, like, don't give me like notice the day before, but I do have a question. So I know that you offer different packages. So, but you have a renting package, right? Yes, I do. So it, my do-it-yourself services basically was born from what my business originally started at, and it was renting out um, sound systems. So I would rent out a couple of powered speakers, wired microphone, the soundboard uh, where the music and uh, the speakers, everything would essentially plug into. And all you'd have to do is bring your own audio device. So it could be a phone, could be a tablet, could be your computer. As long as it had an auxiliary jack or a headphone jack on it, and you could plug and play your own music. Um, I then developed a secondary package that also included lighting with that. And this, this has been a great option for those who say, I just want to have a good sound my budget might be a little bit smaller than what typical DJs may, may charge. I feel confident enough that we can get away with doing a Spotify party and it's going to work out great for us. And there's certain instances where you're absolutely right. If you're having a birthday party, if you're having a stag and do, even certain weddings, if you're doing it backyard, uh, backyard at your parents' house, I, there's nothing wrong with that. And I can help you with those services there. What's nice about it is I come in, I do the setup, I show you how to use the equipment, I do the teardown at the end of the night, and I'm using top-of-the-line equipment. The sound system I'm using for the rental currently is the system that I used on uh, over 100 weddings and over 200 events in the last uh, six years. I just recently purchased and upgraded to a, to another sound system, so that's what I'm going to be using as I'm uh, working uh, the weddings, hopefully in the near future. Okay, well, I think uh, that's pretty much it for this run. Uh, at the end of every episode, we like to talk about a quote that's important to us. Shauna and I are kind of weird like that with our quotes. We really, uh, <laughs> we really do believe that they're inspirational uh, to us as family uh, as well, and we we kind of make themes for the week with these quotes sometimes. So, uh, something that kind of relates with you, uh, Mitch, was always the quote: "Each memory has a soundtrack of its own." which kind of tied into what I was saying in my speech at our wedding as well, which you also worked at. And uh, that was just that how important uh, memories are for us. And I, I feel like you have such a big role in that when it comes to adding that soundtrack to that wedding day and making sure that everything, like you said, goes smoothly. And Shauna and I have seen things go not smoothly. And you've never been part of those occasions, which we're so happy for. And which is probably why Shauna talks so highly of you. And, you know, just the idea that you're adding, uh, like I said, a soundtrack to that day. That is exactly the way that those brides tailor it with you in those meetings leading up to the wedding day with you. And you take that attention to detail like that. It means the world to brides and grooms. This is coming from a pair that just got married uh, this year by you. Uh, and Last year. It's Last almost. Year, yeah. It's been almost a year. Yeah, it's been almost, almost a year. <laughs> this month. This month. I got big, big shoes to fill on the gift <laughs> thing. Engaged the first year, married the second, 
And now I gotta fill some kind of big shoes this year. We'll see what I pull. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Mitch. I really, really appreciate you taking the time tonight, man. I know you're a busy dude, and uh, Shauna and I really appreciate you, buddy. No, I just, I just appreciate the opportunity to, uh, to, to get the chance to talk to you guys, and for anybody who's listening to this podcast, I, I hope to be back again. And also, if you have any questions, clients of mine or not, uh, I have a recommended section, uh, recommended vendor section on my website it covers 21 categories. So when we were talking about, you know, the smaller intricacies sometimes at weddings that you don't think of, um, I, I have basically broken down the list. I uh, had a lot of time off uh, because of COVID, put it to good use, just trying to help people out as best as I can at this time. I know it's very stressful. I know it's, it's very uh, taxing on your patients. Uh, but you know, together we'll, we'll get through all of this and hopefully we're just going to be able to move forward and, uh, and have some, uh, some brighter days ahead. So in case anyone is looking for DJ, um, can you provide us with your website? Absolutely. It's www.soundwaverentals.com. Wave is spelled W-A-V, but if you forget and you spell W-A-V-E, it's okay about the naming rights for both. That's awesome. Right on. And your phone number? It's 705-207-2988. It's my personal cell phone. So you can call, text pretty much anytime. I will answer. I'll harass you later with it. (laughs) Sounds great. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. Bye. Bye, guys. Take care.